What's up everybody and welcome to episode 10 of Wrestling With Jonas. This week's episode we are going to be looking at NXT UK from last Wednesday's edition the 12th of December 2018. We're also going to be having a little look at the WWE pay-per-view TLC. Going to be having a quick rundown and preview of some of their matches taking place this Sunday night. Uh, we are not going to be looking at uh, regular NXT from Full Sail this week. I'll probably have a double ep- double episode next week just to catch up uh, on what happened on the 12th and uh, the 19th of December. Anyway, the show begins with a video package looking at all of the champions from NXT UK, including Pete Dunne, Rhea Ripley, uh, before unveiling the stunning and brand new NXT UK Tag Team Championship belts. There is always uh, also a, a glimpse of some of the tag teams taking part in the tournament to crown the first of NXT UK tag team champions, including Flash Morgan Webster, along with Mark Andrews, the Grizzled Young Veterans and Mustache Mountain. Tonight, however, we will be getting the main event pitting Trent Seven versus Mark Coffey, and that should be uh, reviewed very soon. First up, we've got Flash Morgan Webster versus Fabian Eichner. Now, Fabian Eichner put in a very impressive showing in last week's episode when he beat Mark Andrews with a demonstration of power and agility. However, Flash Morgan Webster took exception to Eichner's methods to beat his tag team partner, so we are getting the match between Morgan Webster and Eichner tonight. Morgan Webster is giving up at least 50 powers of power to the big Eichner, uh, but Flash uses his pace to outmaneuver his opponent. Uh, Morgan Webster gets dumped to the outside in the early stages and driven into the steel ring steps, causing Mark Andrews to come to his support at ringside. Eichner dominates the first five minutes with Webster appearing to injure, um, appearing to injure Webster's neck off of a wicked Irish whip. Webster makes a brief comeback with a series of drop kicks, taking Eichner to the canvas. Webster hits an enziguri, followed by an impressive rude boy, rude boy block out of the corner for a two count. Eichner nails Webster with a snake eyes, draping Webster's throat across the top rope, followed by a fantastic clothesline spinning Webster with a full 360 rotation. Eichner hoists Webster up with his brainbuster suplex and covers for a two count. Uh, Webster strikes back with a couple of solid headbutts of his own, allowing him to climb to the top rope, but Eichner cleverly rolls to the outside, avoiding whatever manoeuvre was planned by Webster. Webster is then dragged to the outside with Eichner, uh, just about to hit another running knee into the ring steps in a similar way to the way he took Mark Andrews out of the match last week when Mark Andrews himself walked towards Eichner, stopping him in his tracks to prevent the same fate to his tag team partner. Instead, Eichner rolls Webster back into the ring, setting him up for his spinning powerbomb finisher, but Webster is able to roll his bigger opponent up into a pinning combination uh, from out of nowhere for the 1-2-3 and the surprise victory. That was an entertaining first match, uh, with the uh, underdog pulling off a surprise victory. Then we see an interview backstage with the Bangra bad boy, Amir Jordan, um, who's excited about his up-and-coming tag team tournament. Um, When we see him doing a bit of dancing with Radzi until his tag partner, Kenny Williams, enters the set, telling Jordan that he needs to take this tournament seriously and that this is not a time for dancing. We then look look back at uh, Isla Dawn's win over Nina Samuels from last week's episode. Isla Dawn will be in the next match. Gallus are backstage with Joe Coffey explaining how tonight he will take care of Trent Seven before before focusing his attention on Travis Banks. 
Mark, Coffey and Wolfgang say that they have their sights set on the NXT tag team titles to bring home the gold for Gallus. Then uh, Isla Dawn against uh, her opponent tonight, Killer Kelly. We get the impressive entrance from the White Witch of NXT, who is fast becoming one of the more impressive individuals on the brand. But tonight she goes up against Killer Kelly who has appeared a few times on the NXT UK TV brand, as well as at this year's May Young Classic, where she went up against Mako Satamora in one of the best matches of the whole tournament. This should be a super competitive match. Isla Dawn punishes Killer Kelly's legs uh, with a step over toe hold, but Kelly is able to escape to hit a suplex, sending Dawn into the corner before Kelly hits a brutal looking running delayed basement drop kick to the face of the seated Isla Dawn. Kelly puts Dawn into the into a cravat, uh, but is soon able to break the hold by laying in some punishing kicks to the already injured leg of Killer Kelly. The end of the match comes when uh, Dawn nails Killer Kelly with a backdrop driver, followed by a running knee, then her float over suplex finisher for the pinfall victory. At the end of the match, Killer Kelly continues to sell the injury, which always adds a bit of authenticity to any match. This was another impressive win by Elder Dorm, making fairly easy work of one of my favourites, Killer Kelly. I love how the WWE and NXT UK brands are getting behind Isla Dawn, especially after recent wins over Nina Samuels uh, on the previous episode of NXT UK and this win here. After the match, Radzi is in the ring with uh, Dawn and asks her what's next in store for her. Isla Dawn responds by saying that her sights are firmly set on the NXT UK Women's Championship. This cues up an entrance from the champ Rhea Ripley. Isla Dawn invites Ripley to step into the ring with her and with her championship on the line. Isla Dawn vowed that Ripley would walk out empty-handed if she did. I'd love to see uh, a little more love from the powers that be towards Killer Kelly, especially after a match of the year candidate with Mako Satsumura in this year's Mayan Classic. It's great, however, to see her featured uh, here on NXT UK, and I hope to see more of both of these two competitors in the coming weeks. And it looks like Isla Dawn is setting up for a championship match with Rhea Ripley very soon. Next, we get a backstage interview with the bomber, Dave Mastiff. Now, Mastiff starts by saying that the natural progression for anyone who is undefeated like him is championship gold. And this, uh, at this point, another undefeated NXT UK competitor, Eddie Dennis, walks over to Mastiff to state that Mastiff was not the only monster here in NXT UK. And you're not the only guy who's undefeated here in NXT UK. Mastiff responds by saying that they should settle it in the ring. And at the end of it, there will be only one undefeated guy left in NXT UK. Amir Jordan and Kenny Williams is up next, and they're up against the grizzled young veterans. The energetic and high-flying duo of Kenny Williams and Amir Jordan uh, come to ring first, and in theory, both guys should have a wrestling style that complements one another. But Williams is not a fan of Jordan's dance moves. Uh, let's see if they can get on the same page for their match against the more experienced Drake and Gibson. Both of these teams will no doubt be part of the NXT UK Tag Team Championship Tournament, which should come to a conclusion at the NXT TakeOver Blackpool in January. The crowd gets into it early, uh, with the chance of he's got his own face on his arse towards James Drake, um, as the smaller duo of Jordans, Jordan and Williams use their pace to take it to Mr Mayhem, James Drake. At one stage, both Gibson and Drake uh, end up on the outside, allowing Williams and Amir to perform a double dive onto the heels on the outside. 
Jordan then hits a flying crossbody onto Drake for a two count. The crowd are on their feet and making plenty of noise as this match picks up the pace some more as Drake and Gibson hit an impressive double T move uh, on Jordan on the outside. Jordan is able to hit a jawbreaker followed by a neck breaker on Gibson but his attempt to tag in his partner Williams is cut short by James Drake. However, once the hot tag is finally made to Kenny Williams, he hits a very impressive springboard back elbow and starts to clean house on his opponents. The offense is short-lived as Williams and Amir Jordan are dumped to the outside. The end of the match comes when Drake and Gibson's patented tag team finisher, the assisted ticket to ride lung blower uh, for the win um, and uh, another convincing win by the grizzled young veterans. These are my favourites to win the tag team gold and take over Blackpool. Uh, will it happen? We will have to see. Next we see Tyler Bate and Trent Seven backstage. The Seven is getting ready for his match with Joe Coffey. Bate tells his tag team partner that once he is finished with Joe Coffey, they can then set their sights on tag team titles. That seems to be a bit of a theme of the night so far. We then get a graphic showing the main event of uh, Hour 2 tonight between the Battle of the Undefeated. Eddie Dennis versus the bomber Dave Mastiff. Next up, we've got Trent Seven versus Joe Coffey. Uh, we then see all three members of Gallus approach the ring as Joe Coffey prepares for his opponent, Trent Seven. Loud cheers for Seven as he makes his way towards the ring with tag team partner and first ever WWE UK champion Tyler Bates. There's a loud moustache mountain chant as the bell sounds for the start of the match. Uh, Trent Seven appears to tweak his knee after rolling through an attempted suplex from Joe Coffey. Coffee immediately turns his attention towards Seven's injured knee, um, but uh, is struck with a quick DDT from Man for Mustache Mountain. Trent Seven gets bundled to the outside, where the rest of Gallus surround uh, him like a pack of dogs. But before any damage can be done, Joe Coffee nails Seven with a leaping boot to the back, sending uh, Trent Seven to the floor. At one stage, all three members of Gallus get up onto the ring apron before Tyler Bates slides in to the ring to stand side by side with his tag partner, Trent Seven. Neither man wants to wait for Gallus to get any further inside um, as they decide to nail all three members with drop kicks, taking the heel faction onto the floor. Tyler Bates then takes out Wolfgang with a stunning dive through the ropes, leading to both men battling their way up the ramp and to the backstage area, soon to be followed by Mark Coffey. This leaves uh, Joe Coffey and Trent Seven all alone in the ring. Uh, Joe Coffey at this stage is still on the outside. Uh, Trent Seven gets in on the act with a huge dive of his own onto Joe Coffey. Coffey regains control, hitting a couple of shoulder charges with a direct hit to the injured knee of Trent Seven. However, uh, on the third occasion, the third charge causes Coffey to hit nothing but steel ring post. In the move of the night, Trent Seven manages to get Joe Coffey onto the top turnbuckle before bringing him back down to earth with a bang with a top rope suplex for a very close near fall. Seven is able to hit a, his snap dragon suplex followed by a modified uh, suplex of his own for a two count. The fans are chanting, this is awesome, and yes, so far it is. Seven follows this up with a figure four leg lock causing damage to Coffey's knee this time. Uh, both men uh, roll to the ring apron which allows Joe Coffey to nail a brutal overhead belly-to-belly, -belly, throwing Trent Seven to the hard floor on the outside. Joe Coffey tries to capitalise, executing two power bombs, but only getting a, a two-count for his troubles, but that was quite an impressive combo of moves there. Uh, this is all before slapping on a Boston Crab, uh, which Seven is able to escape from by grabbing the bottom rope. 
the end of the match comes after Seven is not able to execute his finisher, uh, finishing move due to his injured leg, allowing Coffee to strike a German suplex, a spear, and then his spinning lariat for the win. This was an exciting, hard-hitting match, uh, with both men giving it uh, their all, and a great way to finish the first hour of this episode. And once again, some great selling, this time from Trent Seven, losing valiantly in this epic matchup. Today's show is brought to you by Finishing Move Limited, specialising in the simple, stylish and versatile to help you elevate your everyday. Check out their Instagram at Finishing Move Limited and find their elevated essentials range at finishingmovelimited.com. Hour 2 kicks off with a match between Eddie Dennis and the bomber Dave Mastiff being the focus of the night as the main event for the second hour. However, the first match uh, of Hour 2 is Ashton Smith and Leguero versus Gallus, uh, comprised of Mark Coffey and Wolfgang. Now, we haven't seen Ashton Smith since he lost against Eddie Dennis a few weeks ago. Gallus have been all over NXT UK in recent weeks, especially with their feud with members of British Strong Style and Travis Banks, giving us some fantastic matches. The bigger team of Wolfgang and Mark Coffey waste no time in taking the fight to Leguero and Smith, with both members of Gallus taking turns to punish the smaller Leguero until he is able to make the hot tag to Smith for a fiery comeback. This was all short-lived, however, as Mark Coffey nails an impressive kick to the taller Smith before knocking, um, hooking the legs for the 1-2-3 and the easy win for the team of Wolfgang and Mark Coffey. We then see a clip of Isla Dawn laying out the challenge to NXT Women's Champion Rhea Ripley from last week. Um, and in another backstage segment, the match is made official by Johnny Saint and Sid Scala for next week. That should be a great championship match between the more technical Isla Dawn versus the powerful Rhea Ripley. We then get a backstage interview with Gallus uh, talking up their chances for the NXT Tag Team titles. Joe Coffey then says there's a name that he is concerned with, and that is the Bruiserweight Pete Dunne. Joe continued by saying that he is setting his stall out. This is what Gallus is all about. We don't win, we take. And he sees Pete Dunne walking about with his championship hanging from his mouth. He's going to rip it from his mouth. But first, Travis Banks, I'm going to squash Travis Banks like a bug. Then we see Jack Stars, uh, a character that we've seen once or twice on NXT UK. Probably in um, job matches, unfortunately. He's going up against Joseph Connors tonight. Now, I'm not sure if it's just me, but I'm having trouble buying into the character of Joseph Connors. Maybe um, a couple of vignettes like we had with Ginny or Eddie Dennis would do him some justice. Once again, it's a personality thing for me um, with regards to Joseph Connors, and I'm not getting anything from Connors at the moment. This isn't to say that uh, he isn't impressive once the bell rings uh, and after his don't-look-down finisher, the match ends pretty quickly in his match against Mark Starr here tonight. Uh, we then get a backstage interview with Radzi, and uh, this time with Zia Brookside. Tonight she's going up against Ginny. However, Ginny dampens the mood by approaching Brookside from behind as she looks Zia in the eyes before making her way to the ring. Speaking of character building vignettes, uh, we get one for Tyson T-Bone and Saxton Huxley as they join forces for the NXT UK Tag Team Championship Tournament that will be coming up in the coming weeks. So, Ginny versus Zia Brookside. Uh, Ginny makes her impressive entrance and as Nigel McGinnis rightly mentions, Ginny is indeed the current Progress Women's Champion. As mentioned in previous episodes, the NXT women's roster is very impressive and just as strong as any women's roster in the WWE right now. 
Um, I'd like to see slightly longer matches for the female NXT UK talent just to help get a few more over in this brand. Uh, but I appreciate that it is early days and with the talented individuals such as Ginny, Tony Storm, Rhea Ripley, Isla Dawn and many more as well as the eventual return from Tegan Knox sometime in 2019. It could be the best roster of female talent in the WWE before too long. Zia is quick out of the gate as she nails Ginny with a high crossbody. However, Ginny is fast to react with her fashion disaster turnbuckle facebuster for an early two count. Ginny hits a series of kicks followed by an axe kick to the back of Brookside before applying a submission hold, adding pressure onto Zia's back and arms. Brooks makes a comeback with a bulldog and a head scissors takedown before hitting a double knee to the back of her opponent for a near fall of her own. Zia attempts a surfboard stretch on Ginny, but her back was just too weak after the punishment unloaded by Ginny early on in the match. Ginny took advantage of this by hitting her finisher a touch of couture, spinning heel kick to the back of Zia Brookside's head for the pinfall victory. We know that Isla Dawn will be taking on Rhea Ripley next week, and I'm sure that Tony Storm will be back on the scene very soon to stake her claim to yet another championship rematch. However, I predict that Ginny will be uh, in a championship contention um, in the uh, next six months or so and could very well end up with a bout uh, very soon into the new year. We then see the duo of James Drake and Zach Gibson, the grizzled young veterans, in an in-ring interview. Gibson starts off by saying that you all saw a glimpse of what we could do last week. Uh, we made light work and easy work of Kenny Williams and Amir Jordan. But that was the tip of the iceberg, and soon they are to be recognised as the very first NXT UK Tag Team Champions. We then get a video promos showcasing the Bomber Dave Mastiff and Eddie Dennis as we prepare for tonight's main event. So, Dave Mastiff is billed at £322 and looks every bit the monster as he enters the ring. Not sure about his babyface persona, as I've always known Mastiff as a fully formed heel, but it works for now as NXT UK appears to be quite heel heavy. One of those impressive heels at the moment is NXT UK uh, competitor Eddie Dennis, and this will be the strong competition both men have been asking for in recent weeks. Mastiff shows how agile he can be, hits an impressive drop kick which takes Dennis, Dennis off his feet. Mastiff leaves his feet yet again with a crossbody block. However, he wasn't as lucky the third time, missing a running sent on before getting bundled in, uh, to the outside by Eddie Dennis. Dennis keeps his larger opponent on the outside with a massive big boot over the top rope, taking the battle to the floor. Back inside, Dennis slows the pace of the match down with a cravat, uh, which the bomber is eventually able to power his way out of. Then, with both men on the top rope, we see Mastiff hit a superplex on Eddie Dennis from the top to the centre of the ring, appearing to damage both men in the process. Mastiff is finally able to get to his feet to hit a Finley roll and a running sent on for the close near fall. Mastiff powers Dennis up for a German suplex for another two counts. Just as Dave Mastiff sets himself up for his running cannonball into the corner, Dennis makes his way to a standing position, allowing him to catch the bomber in mid-air, dropping his bigger opponent to the canvas for a two-count of his own. That was an incredible show of strength by the pride of Wales, Eddie Dennis. Mastiff sets Dennis up for a second superplex, only for Dennis to escape under the legs of Mastiff before attempting the seven-bridge buckle bomb, uh, but Mastiff is just too heavy. 
Mastiff is able to hit another Jimmy Suplex before finally hitting his running cannonball for the 1-2-3 in this hard-hitting battle between two of the most impressive wrestlers in NXT UK so far. Dave Mastiff remains undefeated and finishes this episode victorious. Once again, another entertaining couple of hours of NXT UK with the matches between Joe Coffey versus Trent Seven and this match between Dave Mastiff versus Eddie Dennis being great examples of why NXT UK is one of the best wrestling shows around at the moment. These two hours had lots of storyline development, especially as we're less than one month away from the first ever NXT UK takeover in Blackpool. There's a lot of focus on the tag team division as teams assemble and start to show their capabilities in matches on the show. Um, there's good storyline development in the women's division with Isla Dawn, uh, her impressive winning streak and challenge to Rhea Ripley gaining her championship match on next week's show. And then there's Gallus who appeared to be going for tag team gold with Mark Coffey and Wolfgang as they continue to feud with Mustache Mountain. And Joe Coffey is calling out Pete Dunne for the UK Championship gold. These two hours are very uh, easy on the eye with great matches, plenty of character and storyline development and always play out in front of an enthusiastic crowd. This show is definitely going from strength to strength. So, uh, no NXT recap this week. Instead, we'll be looking ahead at the next WWE pay-per-view TLC. It takes place uh, this Sunday on the WWE Network. So, just uh, kind of focusing on some of the key matches, really. Um, why don't we start with uh, Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose for the Intercontinental Championship. So, this match uh, should be a really good match. Um, I think it's just set out as a, as a standard um, championship match. I must admit, uh, Dean Ambrose's heel character hasn't really caught my attention much in recent weeks. Seth Rollins, still uh, one of my favourite wrestlers uh, of all time, certainly nowadays in the WWE. Um, and uh, like I say, he's doing excellent as a babyface at the minute. Um, I think this feud between him and Dean Ambrose has dropped off a little bit. I think that uh, uh, has grown a little bit stale, but I'm, I'm expecting the two to pull off an excellent match tonight. I'm going to go with a Seth Rollins win. Um, I do expect this feud to continue. They could very well have another match um, in January, possibly at the Royal Rumble. And it could be a feud that could see them through to WrestleMania. Who knows? Uh, but I'm going to go with the Seth Rollins win here. Uh, and to retain his Intercontinental Championship, I really don't see the Dean Ambrose character uh, again in the Intercontinental Championship on this occasion. Let's have a look at the Raw Women's Championship match, Ronda Rousey versus Nia Jax. Uh, Nia Jax, um, I think she's kind of infamous now for what she did to Becky Lynch a couple of months ago when she punched her flush in the face, breaking her face as it was described um, on WWE TV. Uh, now, Becky Lynch is meant to be making her in-ring return tonight um, in a three-way match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. We'll talk more about that in a second. Ronda Rousey, undefeated, uh, debuted at WrestleMania 34 and has had a, a very, very impressive streak ever since. Um, Nia Jax has had one match against Ronda Rousey already for the Raw Women's Championship and she was unable to defeat uh, Rousey on that occasion. I think the result could very well be the same, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Nia Jax wins or possibly loses by disqualification. I think that this uh, 
gimmick that she's developed through real life circumstances of, of um, breaking somebody's face with a legitimate punch could very well play into this match as well. Um, I'd like to say that Ronda Rousey will walk away the, the, the victor, uh, but it could very well be by disqualification, so we'll have to see there. Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair versus Asuka. So uh, although we haven't seen Becky Lynch much on SmackDown TV over the last few weeks, she is still the reigning women's champion. By all accounts, she has been cleared from her concussion and she is ready to go up against uh, Charlotte Flair and Asuka in this triple threat TLC match. This match should really go on last. And I expect it to uh, with all of the hype uh, from the uh, Becky Lynch Nia Jax drama from a month or so ago, um, and like I say, with Becky Lynch being the the, the the most over superstar in WWE at the moment, I would love to see this match go on last. Um, I do, however, expect Becky Lynch to lose her title. I think that if we're um, aiming for a potential WrestleMania main event between Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey, then... Uh, eventually Becky Lynch has got to end up on Raw or Ronda Rousey has got to end up on SmackDown. I don't see Ronda going on to SmackDown anytime soon, uh, not until the Fox deal kicks in next October. So I think Becky Lynch will lose the title. I do think she'll win the Women's Royal Rumble and then I think she'll go on to face Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. Tonight will be a big stepping stone to um, telling us exactly what does happen as we head towards the Royal Rumble and closer to WrestleMania. Um, but if I don't think Becky Lynch is going to retain her title, who will win it? I'd love to see Asuka win uh, the uh, Women's Championship tonight, and um, I hope that, that she will. It might just be a uh, a bit of a, a stopgap um, until Charlotte Flair is able to regain the title, maybe in January at the Rumble, but I'd like to see uh, Asuka win this match tonight, and uh, I think uh, Becky Lynch could very well be uh, distracted maybe by Anaya Jack's interference, uh, which could take her out of the match, leading to Asuka winning the belt this evening. Uh, there is no universal title defence tonight. Um, instead, we do have the uh, SmackDown Championship, the WWE Championship match, with uh, newly uh, turned heel Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles, the former champion. So AJ Styles uh, previously held the belt for over a year. Daniel Bryan is uh, sporting his new heel persona, um, turning heel on the fans for their gas-guzzling cars and their uh, uh, poor eating habits. Um, but his, his heel persona is um, a breath of fresh air for Daniel Bryan and for WWE in general. And I think he's uh, definitely um, turning a lot more eyes onto the SmackDown product. I think it's too soon for him to drop the belt. Um, I honestly think with the, uh, him, along with Becky Lynch, are the two most over characters in the WWE at the moment. They're both uh, SmackDown champions, world champions on the SmackDown brand, and I do expect Daniel Bryan to hold the belt until WrestleMania. Not sure who his opponent will be, um, but uh, I can't see him losing the title tonight. Let's have a look at a couple more of the matches then. Finn Balor versus Drew McIntyre is trying in quite an intriguing match. Uh, no doubt these two have fought before. Um, I don't think they've ever fought on WWE or NXT TV, to the best of my recollection. Um, possibly on the independent circuit when uh, or prior to uh, either of them joining the WWE. Um, but this is a, a, a match between two counts. Finn Balor from uh, Ireland, Drew McIntyre from Scotland. Um, both very popular, both very over wrestlers, both very capable in the ring. Um, 
this if it's given enough time good 10 to 12 minutes could be a show stealer um, I think Drew McIntyre is going to win he's definitely on the path to a championship gold at some point or another moreover at the moment in the company's eyes than Finn Balor um, as much as I love Finn Balor I think uh, it might be a while before we see him win on a pay-per-view however I think um, you, if Dean Ambrose walks away with the Intercontinental Championship. Um, we could be looking for um, a face opponent, possibly in the form of Finn Balor. However, there are rumours that Finn Balor could be turning heel soon. So he might be uh, um, eyeing up Seth Rollins as, a, as an opponent fairly soon. So um, I think Finn Balor could be um, IC title uh, bound or a contender for the IC title fairly soon. But I do see Drew McIntyre going over on this occasion. Um, not particularly interested in Elias versus Bobby Lashley. Um, not particularly interested in the mixed match challenge season two final between uh, R Truth, Carmella versus Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox. Those two matches may end up on the pre-show. Uh, Rey Mysterio versus Randy Orton. So this has been a bit of a revelation as far as I'm concerned. I think Rey Mysterio's return to WWE has been very entertaining. Uh, Randy Orton's heel character has been quite maniacal and um, uh, I definitely feel that he is better suited as a heel character. I personally think Randy Orton will go over in this match. I think his heel tactics that we've seen in the past, certainly against uh, Jeff Hardy, has been a bit of a revelation as far as Randy Orton is concerned. Uh, definitely a far more entertaining character than uh, previously when he was a babyface. And uh, I think that he's, he's kind of reinvented himself to a certain degree. Um, and uh, yeah, Randy Orton, I think, will go over in this match. Natalia versus Ruby Riot. Don't really have much love for that match. Um, however, the three-way for the uh, SmackDown Tag Team Championships versus uh, The Bar, The Usos and The New Day. I think that could be a bit of a show stealer. I really, really hope it's not on the pre-show. It deserves, looking at the lineup there, to be on the main card. Um Current champions of the bar, um, I think, will retain, but it should be a highly entertaining match between the three of them. That one is a uh, triple threat, of course, for the SmackDown Tag Team title. Uh, let's have a look. I think that covers pretty much all the matches um, that uh, are noteworthy for TLC tonight. I think it, it looks like a, a stacked card. It looks like a very entertaining card. And uh, should be a good show. There's a few matches there that I hope are on the pre-show, which I don't have much interest in. Um, but then there's a few that really stand out, like the WWE Championship match, Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. Uh, the SmackDown Women's Championship, uh, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair versus Asuka. So the three-way there. And uh, like I said, I think Finn Balor versus Drew McIntyre could be uh, a really good sleeper match there. The Bar versus The New Day versus The Uso could also be another really good entertaining match. Um, one match I didn't mention, the Cruiserweight Championship match, Buddy Murphy versus Cedric Alexander could be uh, a really good, fun, entertaining match to watch. Um, they've got a history of fantastic matches, especially with the match uh, that took place in Melbourne, Australia. A couple of months ago, that was where Buddy Murphy took the title from Cedric Alexander and has retained it ever since, especially in uh, quite some quite impressive defences against Mustafa Ali. Uh, but this one, I think, will be um, could potentially be a bit of a, a show stealer. So quite a few matches that stand out there. Um, it's been uh, uh, definitely uh, ones to watch tonight. There might also be a few to fast forward through as well.
So that's the end of this episode of Wrestling with Jonas. Like I say, primarily we focused on the NXT UK show from the 12th of December. We will be back fairly soon with more reviews of NXT UK, um, NXT from Full Sail. Uh, there we go, and maybe you might catch a few thoughts of mine on the TLC pay-per-view from tonight. So I hope you've enjoyed the show. Uh, if you have any questions, have any feedback, anything you want to ask, uh, just simply email wrestlingwithjohnners at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, give us your feedback on the show. Get in touch. I'd love to hear from you. Um, you also can get in touch via my Twitter page at withjohnners underscore wwj. Or visit my YouTube page. Just simply search Jonas Wrestling. So I'll be back very soon with an, uh, another episode of Wrestling with Jonas. But in the meantime, uh, please like, share, tell a friend, tell your family members, um, shout about Wrestling with Jonas if you've enjoyed this episode. So take care and see you all soon. Thank you.